by the way, I don't know why I haven't really talked about this. I'm on Reddit. And also, I'm on Twitter. And also, I have an Instagram account, which I don't use, so don't even bother with that yet. But I'm on Reddit, and I post a lot of written stuff there, like a, a decent amount. And I'm on Twitter, too. And I'm kind of semi-actively growing the Twitter. I'm active on Twitter, but I'm not active on Instagram yet because it's like, I don't share my face. <laughs> and what am I going to post on Instagram? But I have an Instagram. So if you run into an Instagram that has like the logo that you see on the podcast, chances are that's me. But I do have a Twitter. I think it's like, um, you know what? It doesn't even matter. I'll just post it in the description box so I know I don't get it wrong. And I'll also post links to where you can find my stories on Reddit. Yeah. Before we begin, I want to give another disclaimer, another warning that this episode, without giving too much away, is going to be touching on issues of self-harm and of abuse. And I want just to give you a fair warning if that's something that, you know, is hard for you to listen to or um, is triggering for you. I definitely would recommend that you skip this episode. Back when, you know, before, years ago, when I first met Tommy, we would hang out and we would go to, um, you know, we would go to a lot of, you know, different places. If, if ever we would go to the next closest city, a lot of weekends, we would go to um, about 15 miles away was the closest, like real, not really a big city, but a town at least, you know, where they actually had like a movie theater and then like 20 miles away, there was a mall, another town where there was a mall. And so if ever you wanted to go out to like places like that, you'd have to go all the way out to those places from where we were in order to get to some place that was like that. In our city, we had like a diner. Um, we had a gas station. We had a downtown and, you know, our, our movie theater would play only like one movie at a time. So like if there was something that you wanted to see and it wasn't there, you'd have to like go and travel quite a ways to get there. Um, and I remember one time we had gone into the town and we went to this place, this burger restaurant that Tommy really likes. And I remember I ordered extra fries and extra onions. And Tommy was like, what are you doing? And I would eat my fries with my onions. And Tommy thought it was so, he thought it was so bizarre. I said, it tastes just like onion rings. And he was like, what? And so he tries it. And he's like, oh my God, it does taste like onion rings. And anyway, that was just a memory. But one of the things that I always would notice, it was one thing to be in like in our town and hang out with Tommy because Tommy, like I said, was the star. But what I noticed was even when we would go to other places, he would command the attention of everybody. Like people just knew that he was something special. And now I'm living here in this big city and me and Tommy, I'm showing Tommy some of my favorite places and we're driving around and everywhere we go, not only because of the nature of the city that I'm in, um, not only are they like looking at him like, oh, he's a star. They actually think he's a celebrity. And I see like people taking pictures <laughs> and it's so, it's so funny to notice. And Tommy's like, why is everybody like staring at me? And I said, because they think you're a celebrity. He just carried that, that thing about him. He has a look. He has these eyes. 
such a shine and the smile and just the way he looks, you just know that there's something about him that's special. And so that's what people, that's what people see. And we're at this restaurant very close to where I work. And this girl comes up to us. Clearly she's a tourist. And she's like, well, you're, who are you? And he's like, Tommy. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And by this time, everybody else in the restaurant is like looking. And they're like watching her like kind of go into this made up fandom and like freak out. And then she asks for like a picture. So for the rest of like the time that we're eating there, people are coming up to us asking for pictures or, or just taking pictures, like literally just like videoing and filming. And this happens like four or five times that we're out. People want to take pictures. Some people actually ask for autographs. It's insane. And I decide to take Tommy up to my favorite hiking spot. It's very close to, it's a place where I go to a lot when I'm out here. Um, and there's uh, a, um, a um, what do you call, oh my God, what do you call them? A, um, you know, a telescope, an observatory, an, observ- an observatory. And in the city where we're from, like, there's a lot of people that visit this place. So it's not exactly the quietest, like, thing in the world. And we go up. Night, night has fallen by this time. And we go up on top of this mountain. And we're, we're gazing up at the stars and whatnot. And we go and we do the tour. And um, we get a look through the telescope and whatnot. And then it hits me. The thing that I've been thinking, like, what's so different about you? What have I missed? Tommy is even. He's not manic. He's not super depressed. And I'm like, dude, what's changed with you? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, you're, you're, He's like, I'm normal. And I said, those weren't the words I was going to use, but I mean, you're definitely not, you just seem very chill. And Tommy looks at me through the side of his, you know, side eyed, and he's like, it's called medication. (laughs) And he laughs. And I'm like, oh. And I said, medication for, and he looks at me and he says a couple of different things. He said, that's why I had to get out of the military. I decided to get treatment for, you know, and he points at his head, he says, all this. And I just walked over to him and I put my arm around his shoulder and I gave him a squeeze and I told him, dude, I'm so proud of you. And he looked at me kind of funny and he said, why? And I said, because you got help. And he said, what if I didn't get help? Would you still be proud of me? And his line of questioning kind of took me back, took me back. And I was like, yeah. After I thought about it for a second, I said, yeah, I would. And he said, why? And I said, because it's not easy being you. And then he walked away. He seemed upset and I was like, what's wrong? Did I say something wrong? And he said, no. It's not that. It just, he said, you're right. It isn't easy. I said, Tommy, you know, I remember. 
I remember how you were before, how you used to have those really high highs and those really low lows. And now you're just, you seem settled. I'm not proud of you just because you got help. I'm proud of you because of who you are. I feel, I've always felt, standing next to you, that I was important. And he looked at me and he said, you don't have to stand next to me to be important. You have no idea who you are. And I hope you find out. Me and Tommy walked around the observatory for quite a while. Tommy was like, I've never seen one this busy before. Tommy's gone to multiple observatories. We actually used to go when we were kids. When we were 17 was the first time we took a visit up to an observatory. Um, it was like a two-hour drive up into the mountains. And we went to um, one of the university observatories up, up without giving too much away, up north. And um, this was definitely the busiest one. This is the second one I've ever been to, but this is the by far the busiest. And we found ourselves a nice little, you know, outcropped area where we could just sit and chill and talk some more. And when I was comfortable enough that there weren't enough people around, I decided to ask him about the rest of it. The stuff that I had had suspicions about, but was too afraid to ask. I mean, we had talked about Ralph. We talked about, you know, all of that stuff. And none of it really seemed all that important anymore. And I said, Tommy, when did it start? And he said, when I was eight. And then immediately, he just starts to bawl. And I wait. And I wait. And he says it was around the time that he lost his mom. Tommy said that he would not like to be in the house. So he would go out into the fields where the workers were working their property. And he said that's where it happened first. And me still not picking up on it was like, was it your uncle? And Tommy looked at me because he knew that I knew that something was off between the two of them. Tommy said, no, it wasn't him first. That's not where it started. I said, well, who was it? Tommy said, it's not even important. I don't even remember the guy's name. It was just some guy. He worked out on the field. And Tommy said that he kept talking to him in a way that was weird. He was asking him about girls and whether, you know, this, I don't want to talk about this. I don't need to go into detail, but anyway. It started with one of the guys on the field 
and then it became other guys on the field. But Tommy said his uncle came later. Tommy said it was like he could sense. He could sense his secret. And I said, probably the worst thing I could have said. I said, Tommy, you could have told me. I, I realized after I said it, like, that was a stupid thing to say. And Tommy said, for what? Tommy looked at me and he said, by the time it was my uncle, I liked it. I wanted it. I pursued it. I don't know what I would have been like if those things hadn't happened, but it's okay now. And I said, does your dad know? And Tommy just wiped his face and he said, I already lost my mom. If I told my dad, I would have lost him too. Tommy and I both know what his father would have done. There was no doubt. I felt like the worst friend in the world. It's one thing to say I don't know or I didn't know, but in ways I always sensed it. I never talked to Tommy even about like his mental health or at the time it wasn't even like called, I mean, it was called mental health, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like it is now. And best believe we have a long way to go now in understanding people and what they're going through. And I mean, yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't have the language for it, but I could have done something. Tommy looked at me and he said, you know, my mom's a big Dylan fan. Tommy rarely ever talks about his mom, but I know that, I know that he, he got his love of the stars from her. And I said, no, I didn't know that. Tommy says, I was pretty low, you know. I was, I was really low. And I remember finishing practice one day and going into the auditorium. And I heard you playing my back pages. And I reflect back on the moment when we first met and the memory makes me smile. And Tommy said, you know, I always felt like she sent you to me. Maybe therapy would have helped. Maybe medication would have helped. But I needed to feel safe. And I was always safe with you. Tommy took me by the shoulders with his hands and he looked at me very intently in the eyes and he said, promise me something. When that Amir guy comes back, you're going to give him a second chance. And I just laugh like, whatever, dude. And he's like, no, I'm serious. When he comes back, Promise me you'll give him a second chance. And I said, okay. And I said, but Tommy, I don't think he's coming back. Tommy looked at me like I was an idiot and smiled and he said, he'll be back. I know it's probably a bad idea, but I asked Tommy to stay with me, to move in with me. And he refused. <laughs> He said, no, dude, you're living your life. 
Just promise me. Promise me that you'll live it well. I took Tommy in my arms and I pulled him in close. And I kissed him. I kissed him as deep and as hard as I've kissed anybody. And I just kept whispering, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I held on to him. And he said, I love you too. And I knew in that moment that I forgave him as completely as, not only had I forgiven him as completely as is possible, but I knew he received it. It wasn't even sexual. It was just, I don't know. When I kissed him, it was just a knowing. The whole week that Tommy stayed with me, he stayed in my bed. And I held him in the night. And most times it was peaceful. Sometimes he would cry. And I just felt... very grateful that all those old wounds had been healed. And when he left, I remember closing the door and feeling the emptiness of my apartment and crying. And what I didn't realize then was, Tommy always knew. Tommy knew things and would hide things from me to protect me and would do things that he was just always one step ahead of me. Somehow, when he left, I had already started to mourn him. It wasn't long after that that I got the call. That he was gone. He had, without giving too much detail, you know, they said, they said it was a overdose, an accident, but I knew, I knew the truth. It's funny how all those things when you're in high school or just wherever you are in the present time, you think because you're in it, there's nothing else that's bigger than the problem that you're facing. And I remember when I left Tommy and I left the city or my hometown and I came to where I am now, I remember how I was so put off by my experience with him and with Ralph and with everything that I remember just thinking like, I am over guys. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to think about these things anymore. And also, too, I didn't, wasn't fully accepting of who I was. Um, and so I just, I really tried hard. I really tried hard to, like, really try things out with women. And honestly, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the attention. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the pleasing aspect of it all. 
It was a lot of fun. I liked that girls would talk about their experience with me to other girls. I liked the attention. I really liked it. Um, but it didn't satisfy me in the way, you know, that, that full-bodied, I could do this forever type of thing. And I tried it out. I tried to stay away from guys and it didn't last. I had my first hookup probably within a week of being, gosh, now that I think about it, I had my first full on penetrative sexual experience within a week of moving out to the city with a guy. After that, I got hired at the gym. I remember there was this other guy I hooked up with. And then I remember, I remember there was this girl, these girls that I would hang out with. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And I would, I was seeing one of them kind of, except for we weren't really seeing each other. We were just having sex with each other. We would hang out, friends with benefits. And I ended up hooking up with her. I ended up hooking up with her um, cousin, who was a guy, and his brother. And I just remember thinking, like, yeah, dude, this is not something that goes away. And with Tommy, with Tommy, It just doesn't matter anymore. I was so, I was wrong about what I, what his role was and everything. And even though, you know, he wasn't all the way right. And even though, you know, there was, you know, violence between us. I still loved him. And I forgive him. And I forgave him. And... He's my, yeah, I've said it before. He's like my soulmate in a way. And he came to me at a time where I needed him. And I came to him at a time where he needed me. But beyond just needing each other, beyond just needing each other, we just existed. And he made it okay for me to be, okay, you know, I never was afraid to tell Tommy that I was into guys. I didn't have that all sorted out in my head, but I knew that even if I told him, it would have been okay. I didn't think in a million years that he was into me. And I don't even know if, into me is really what it was with him as much as Tommy was just a he was just a he was an explorer and he liked to get into things he was just into so much and I always loved that about him because I was always so afraid to do that Hey, thank you so much for listening. I know that this episode, I know, I know, I know. I know this episode was um, not fun. 
it was not fun. And it was not fun to really make either. Um, and I just want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you for making it this far. Um, and I know that my episodes have been further in between. It has been very, very, very busy for me. Um, and I mean, that's kind of cool, but I would, I would love to be able to devote a lot more time to the production of this podcast. I will say again, if you do have, um, the means and the will, um, you could click on the anchor link. It's on each episode to support the podcast, um, that every little bit helps and every little bit incentivizes me to work at this a little bit harder. Um, uh, it, I would love, I honestly, I would love to get to the place where I could just, you know, while I'm doing this, devote my time just to this. But as of right now, uh, my attention has been spread kind of all over the place. So anyway, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, always glad to have you here. I feel like, I feel like it's funny because I'm, you know, I do this on Anchor, um, which is a, I am, um, I think it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a Spotify company. And it's weird because like we have like the listenership and the followership to where we should be getting ad revenue. But I think because of the content and the type of things that I talk about and because I don't like bleep anything out and because I can be pretty explicit, there's certain things I feel like don't actually need to be said. But because of how the nature of how this podcast started, like, I'm not going to shy away from talking about sex. I'm not going to shy away from the details about talking about sex. And I think that's the reason why Anchor has been like, well, I can't say that for sure. But I think that's the reason why I haven't been getting like the sponsorship and like the um, uh, the Anchor ads that usually come once you hit a certain threshold. Um, I think that's the reason why. And I like write into like the customer service. I'm like, hey, just just check it in to see where we are with the application process. And they're like, oh no, you just have to keep waiting. And I was like, well, when you reached out to me initially, you said it takes like two days. Why is it taking two months? You know what I mean? So I really think that it's the content and I think that they're not saying that it's the content. Anyway, this is these are the theories that live inside my head. They're not necessarily based in reality. I have no idea why I haven't gotten what they said I'm supposed to have. Um, but until that time, you know, Mr. Brooks Locker Room Confessions is brought to you by listeners like you. So thank you very much for all the support. It really does mean a lot.